0: Welcome to Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars' daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, July 29th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today we're going to talk about the ownership group of the Kansas City Royals. Specifically, star columnist Vahe Gregorian and I will focus on the newest member of that group, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Yes, the news was revealed on Tuesday that Mahomes had joined the group that approaches 25 and is headed by John Sherman. What does this mean for Mahomes and the Royals? Well, for one thing, we know he's the youngest part owner of a team in baseball history, but what about the long term? Vahe and I get into that on today's show. After a break, you'll hear from Chiefs rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who met with the media late last week. The team's first round draft pick talks about arriving at the facility and how he's navigated the strangest off season in history. But first, here's Vahe Gregorian on the newest Royals investor. So we were recording Yesterday's podcast, and this, this happens so often, you're recording a podcast in the late morning and sometime in the early afternoon, news breaks, and you wish, oh, man, if we just waited you know, a little while. But sometimes you get lucky, news breaks in the morning, and you, you do get to capture it. But So it's a little late, a day late, but, but not a dollar short. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've been waiting to use that one
0: <laughs> all your life. <laughs> of course, we're talking about... Uh, uh, the new uh, partner uh, for the Kansas City Royals, uh, part of the new ownership or the ownership group, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Vahe, if I had, if you had given me like a multiple choice question about things Patrick Mahomes would do with his newfound wealth, you know, the new contract that he signed, and and one of those options was to become a minority owner in the Kansas City Royals. I would have checked that one immediately, just knowing him and, and, and knowing part of the, you know, wanting to be part of the community. But anyway, I, it was a, when we saw the release from the, I believe it was the Royals that released it yesterday. I, I just, it just put a smile on my face.
1: Same Same here, exact same feeling, like a little head shake, smile, like, Oh, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) And so Patrick, um, not, I mean, sort of like that though. Right. I mean, and, you're making me think of this. We had no shortage of Patrick in Royals jerseys to display. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> Royals jacket, Royals jersey, first pitch, big slick.
0: Yes, that you know it's our it's our duty as as writers to find photos for stories that we p- publish, and so we have a little photo you know area that we we pick out photos. And there's a ton of them with you know with Patrick wearing his you know his Royals jersey. He's got he's got the blue. He's got the white. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't quite have the
1: throwbacks on, but I'm That's sure we will have a supply of that yes, in that, that little luxury closet. It is.
0: But for a guy who has been in town for since 2017, uh, is 24 years old, he has—I I, I don't know what more he can do to ingratiate himself into a community.
1: I don't either. And what's funny is, we actually could have said that in 2017 and 2018 before he became a phenomenon. Because, and you were you were right on it. I remember this whether it was seventeen or eighteen. You were writing stories. I think you collaborated with Pete Gradoff on something. But like there was a trend going on. There was there was the Jorts at the Speedway. There was you know reading Doctor Seuss. And there, and, Go
0: into a T Bone's
1: game. Go into a T Bone's game. Go going to the race the Speedway in T Bone's jersey. Yeah, yeah. I mean these things are a little, you know, just part of the fabric of everything and it's sort of an everyman quality to a guy who was unlike anybody
0: <laughs> and he wasn't doing I, and I don't get the sense he was doing it because he was told to do it or it would be good you know good PR for him to do it he wanted to be there he, he actually wanted to be there every bit as much as he wanted to be at the Final four you know to see to cheer on Texas Tech and, and to be at the Stanley Cup yeah to cheer on yeah. um, St. Louis Blues
1: I think it's exactly in the same sort of family of thought. If that's a way to put it, I mean that it, it just was that was the the micro scale here. That's where he's living. He's getting set here, but he likes to go to things. I remember during some of this, we were half joking with him about whether he'd go to the World Cup, and he it just didn't quite fit with the chief schedule. <laughs> but but that I think he might have. I mean, uh, his longtime uh, companion girlfriend Brittany is a, a uh, has had quite a soccer past, and right. and so. So, yeah, and I, I think you make an important point, though. I, I, I'm i sure somewhere along the line, Patrick learned, or, you know, what's that expression, more more, uh, more flies with honey than vinegar. But I think it's pretty innate, too. And I, I think he's got a curiosity about things. He likes to be at events. I don't really know that he likes to be in the spotlight exactly that way. I, I don't think he minds the spotlight, but it's not like, I don't think he was doing that for attention, which I think circles back to your point. I think it's because he likes
0: to do it. Yeah, and and you get a sense, he's been a sports fan his whole life. Of course, he grew up in the, you know, figuratively, grew up in the baseball clubhouse, but was around sports. So he had a love of it. And I just think he over the last few years, with the career that he's had, what he's carved out for himself, he has opportunities to be to be the fan that a lot of people would love to be, you know. To, to have a contract with a with a private plane company and be able to zip over to you know St. Louis or to Minneapolis or wherever you know wherever a big sporting event is yeah. and uh, and and be part of that, I remember just a small thing. It was it was so interesting that two years ago, the twenty eighteen season, when the Chiefs were supposed to play in Mexico City, but the game because of the turf was you know postponed there it was moved to LA, right? So they play that great Monday night game yeah, in the LA yeah. Coliseum that night. He, he throws six touchdown passes and almost 500 yards. The next night he's in sprint center watching <laughs> Texas Tech play in the championship game of the, you know, of the, uh, the CBE tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and cheering him on from a front row seat, him and, and Brittany were there. So I just, you know, he, he doesn't, he does this because he wants to do it.
1: Yeah. And we've kind of joked, I think I used this in a previous thing about that, you know, sort of he's a, you know, where's Waldo, you know, at any given time, you just, you know, you can't, you can't even know where he's going to be, but it, but it does sort of reflect a, just (coughs) zeal for life in a way. Right. And, and, uh, and he's obviously immersed in, in the sports world in a way that, you know, few would have the opportunity to with, with his means and access points and, uh. It is kind of interesting, though. You, you started the the um, podcast with this point. I mean, he did recently come into some money. So, a <laughs> little bit. So, yeah, a little bit of money. You know, I, I don't exactly know. You know, we don't know what the buy-in is. We don't know how much, what a percentage this is. I mean, is it nominal? Is it, you know, but it's fun to kind of think of him as, like, the boss of these guys now, right? <laughs> like, you know, he's going to put Himself in the lineup, or yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what could he do? Um, <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets you know, can you imagine him? Think about this though. I mean, we're being a little playful here, but let's say it does come to a downtown ballpark campaign, maybe there's some presumably there's going to be need, need to be some level of private,
0: yeah, funding, funding right? right?
1: I mean, Patrick Mahomes making an appeal to get involved. You think that that won't? I, I think he can. I, I think he
0: can be very influential with his um, with his presence and his wallet. Yeah, and I mean, something he puts like down that. a little
1: down payment. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll match anything up to. I mean, I'm, we're just making up these scenarios, right, right, right. But, um, but that that could be a good way to get to Mahomes Stadium, at, <laughs> you know, at Kauffman Stadium at Mahomes Field.
0: Well, I was wondering too, what kind of. Um, you know what kind of part owner he would be you know would, would he be the you know just the, the guy who took tickets and got a good seat or a suite or or would he try to be you know would he have a voice in this thing would might we hear this type of voice from Mahomes? oh the best laid plans I had I had something all queued up for us here by and it did not I'm, I'm right here it did I not can, it did on, not happen can still let's happen. see let's see if it can happen here um, all right let's see if we got
1: might we hear
0: not going to happen. I think it's because we get the uh, the microphone going here, but it was from the Super Bowl <laughs> and uh, and Mahomes being uh, very enthusiastic. Maybe I'll find it and play it at the end. <laughs> we are going to play uh, Mike Matheny's comments. Uh, he was asked about this in the pregame yesterday before the the Royals lost to Detroit. And, and the <laughs> and the point I wanted to make about Mahomes being a, an active owner is maybe he could have a little confab with uh, Alberto Mondesi who. You know, in the ninth inning last night, uh, infield pop-up dropped to the ground, surprisingly. Surprised everybody, including Mondesi, who didn't run out the, the pop-up. He got to first, but then got, um, got thrown out trying to scramble back to the base. The type of play that I would hope that a, a champion like Mahomes would find unacceptable.
1: Well, listen, it, it, you bring up, an, you remind me of an interesting point. I, I don't know if you recall this. I think we wrote about it, but it might have just been in a conversation with Dayton Moore, the Royals' general manager, after Patrick's full first full season of starting, the 2018 season that ended with the loss to the Patriots in overtime, the Royals getting ready for spring training, Dayton, I don't want to say, called in Alberto Mondesi, Mondesi, Mondesi and spoke with him and Pointed to Patrick Mahomes as, as the model he should be looking to be, that he has every bit of the baseball capacity that Patrick has in football. Um, I think we, I think we may have written about it. Maybe Sam Mellinger wrote about it. Maybe, maybe one of us did. I, I'd have to look back.
0: Yeah, if so, I'll find it. Put it in the show notes.
1: But I specifically remember Dayton talking about it um, in his office one day when I was talking to him about it. That he that and it, it that, that's that's interesting. Now, I mean that that you know sort of a potential for some engagement there in a different way. You know, this is, we don't know anything about, we haven't talked to Patrick about it yet. We we certainly don't know the parameters. But it does get your mind running, at least my mind running a little bit on what the long-term implication of this is. Patrick's about 25 years old yet. He's got an ownership stake in the Kansas City Royals. Seems to want to be a part of Kansas City going forward. Is, Is Patrick potentially in the running to be a majority owner someday of the Royals
0: I wonder I, th- I think I mean, he, he would be certainly be in a financial position to do that and we know that that has occurred in sports um, yeah, that there are there are examples of former athletes as majority owners I, I don't know exactly what the percentage is but Derek Jeter owns a big part of the Miami Marlins and uh, magic Johnson was certainly a big owned a big share of the of the Lakers at one point and now he's He was in on the Dodgers um, ownership group, a big part of the Dodgers, and L.A. Sparks, the WNBA. I did a little sidebar on that yesterday. There there are a ton of pro athletes. Mario Lemieux is the the principal owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins, the only player in in hockey history to have his name on a Stanley Cup as a player and an owner. It happens in sports. It just doesn't happen at 24.
1: It doesn't happen at 24, right? So it it may be just a for lack of a better term, a whimsical thing that has nothing to do with anything, right? I mean, it's just like, oh, I have a chance to be part of this, and maybe I can be part of something constructive that, you know, in this changing time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, I don't think I have any idea, maybe you do, but I don't have any idea what to expect of 45-year-old Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he could probably just be Patrick Mahomes by then. I think that will probably be, you know, ample. Yes. Um, (laughs) Just live the life of who (laughs) that is. Right. But it may also be, I I think we see this in all kinds of different uh, avenues in life. Somebody who is such an achiever, you know, always with a cause, right? Always with a purpose, working, striving, you know, obsessive probably. Um, Do you just get off the carousel and now you don't do anything? So well, maybe, you don't see
0: you don't see that for someone like him, do you? No, you
1: don't. You don't really, right? I, I mean, I,
0: I can I can I can envision him. Uh, of course, we left out Michael Jordan or, or, or earlier with the uh, ownership group, um, but I, I can see him being more interested in, in team. I kind of always thought of him that way with the Chiefs.
1: Well, look, that that's that's what you really wonder here too. What's what's the I don't know what the Chiefs' long term succession plan would be with ownership and. I mean, we've sort of speculated about this. I wish I knew the ins and outs of this better than I do. So I'll walk gingerly here. But you know, there was some speculation, wasn't there, that that perhaps part of Patrick's compensation might, if there's, it's allowable, right? Is some some kind of ownership stake? Yeah, stake in the team. That didn't happen, as far as we know, or hasn't yet, or whatever. But but I mean, could this be a, a form of? You know apprenticeship towards understanding the ins and outs of that in the future I mean we're just making this up I am just making it up I don't I don't know it's all speculative but it but it begs speculation actually what is it what does it mean well
0: it strikes me as a um, as a kind of an appropriate first step if if there is a yeah. you know a stepladder process to yeah you know greater greater role in, in ownership of a team yeah yeah um, so uh, yeah uh, the other ones are coming to mind now Wayne Gretzky and you know yeah, all these, so all, many, right? all, yeah, all, yeah and, and we're not we're talking about people who could afford to buy into teams, right. You know, standing at the you know at the top. You mentioned soccer a little while ago. Um, there was one of the one of the tweet responses to this news yesterday was uh, a player in the in the women's professional soccer league who was saying, "Okay, now come on into our league and and help uh, fund that because." Uh, it's James Harden, the the, the great uh, you know shooter for the Houston uh, for the Houston Rockets, has bought a stake in the the Houston Dyna, Dynamo and the Houston Dash, which is the women's professional soccer team there. So um, would would seem to be ample ample opportunity for Mahomes mm-hmm. to uh, to branch out if he wants to in other sports. So it
1: would be really interesting to sit in on a meeting with the Mahomes brain trust, and we know about you know his representation, but I don't exactly know how that extends into his financial advising. I mean, I assume he's got a you know, vast team of you know, resources that work on this and that he's a smart enough, shrewd has an almost negative connotation. I don't mean it negative, I think, but I mean it absolutely is going to be responsible with what he's – the, the big-picture, long-term uh, notion of how he's going to spend this money, right? How much is going to be saved, how much could to be invested, how much he can just play with, whatever – um, but it would be really interesting to, you know, we'll never be there, but to be in that room for a no, just a notion of the types of discussions they're having. Like, all right, what are we doing with this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> how much good can we do for others? How much can we, good can we, you know, do for ourselves? Whatever, however you want to think of that quotient. Um, yeah. just how many generations does he need to take care of, of his family? Um, I, it, it just... I don't know what the way at that would ever be other than, you know, having a GoPro on his forehead and hoping, <laughs> right. hoping they just <laughs> I there, there.
0: A day in the life of Patrick <laughs> Mahomes would be fascinating um, any day.
1: <laughs> <I think, laughs> you know what's funny? There was actually a day, maybe maybe it was in the fall of 2018, where I think I was like, you know, hey, can we just do a, you know, trying to get with the Chiefs. Can I just, you know, Still do a following. day with Patrick? You know, it doesn't have to be a special day. It's like, hey. We know the Chiefs tend to, you know, swat away things like this anyway. But at this point, it's like you wouldn't. Alas, we wouldn't even ask because it just no, would be no, no, unattainable.
0: Well, three, you know, three years in Kansas City, um, it, it's it's been an it's been an incredible time for him for for the city, and a you know, if if you ever kind of wondered about the definition of a transformational athlete, or he he is that.
1: You can speak to this way better than I can, and and I guess it is, let's just frame it within the world of sports, but do you have a sense of a changed fans' self-esteem in the Kansas City area now because of what the Chiefs have done but really because of what Patrick's – I mean, do, is there some I, aspect I, of that?
0: I, I absolutely – I firmly believe that. I just remember we, – we often kid around uh, how – you brought championship level play to Kansas <laughs> right. City with when you came from St. Louis because of the timing. You know, as soon as you landed, um, the Missouri's winning division titles, Sporting Kansas City's winning the MLS, the Chiefs are in the playoffs every year with Andy Reid. The Royals are on the on the on the eve of their fourteen and fifteen seasons. Um, but I gotta assure you, Vahe, that before you got here, it was not a happy time. And, in Kansas City land, in uh, in sports, and and it it did. I I can remember doing a story sometime in maybe oh four oh five oh six about Kansas City as Loserville, USA, and this was in the in the throes of um, the Royals losing hundred games every year, and the Chiefs always you know getting the the ers leftover quarterback, never and never getting out of the you know getting past a a, a round of the playoffs and um and and the 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 city was about to lose the Big 12 tournament because it, yeah. it didn't have a new arena. So, yeah, there was there was absolutely a time when the self the sports self-esteem in this town was pretty pretty low.
1: You reminded me of being at a game with you. I think it was 2013, a Royals game. Maybe it was 2014 before they really took the turn, right? But it was one of those two seasons and you know the Astros hit like four home runs and, and five batters or something like that, and I remember you just sort of saying, it, "The Royals just mm-hmm. never have any, anything to counter or anything like that. It, it, it never happens here. Why is and and why is that? Yeah,
0: why why, why does it, why does this happen in this sport, but it never happens here? Never
1: here. So I remember I remember that, and I remember. Very vividly, being at the Chiefs-Colts playoff game—that's the first playoff game. I, I actually had covered some Chiefs playoffs games when I was at the Post Dispatch, but the first time here, and I'm like, I don't get what this—you know—defeatism is here. Like they're up 38 to 10 against the Colts. It, it seems like things can change. And then, you know, we all know as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. <laughs> I was maybe more shocked than anybody, just because I was kind of like on this sort of open-minded high horse, like, yeah, wow, I mean, it, so what? The past doesn't have anything to do with this. and Then you start. You really start, even in that brief time being here, you start feeling that tug.
0: Seeing a little bit, don't you?
1: you yeah. Do, you do. And I think we evaluated something like this. The Loserville thing, as you put it, from that 2006 thing – it had about peaked by 2013 if you really wanted to look at it. i mean 28 years since the royals have been in the playoffs 29 years till 2014 and i didn't know this when i when i arrived but i mean it had been more than two decades since the chiefs had won a playoff game so that, that that's a pretty tough combo to beat I, obviously there are some one two punches out there they're pretty potent but that, wow and that is totally different in the last 7 or 8 no, years no doubt about especially it especially the last 3 right i mean the chiefs yep. still Yep. Occupy that purge.
0: And it, it's it maybe it's the uh, because those who have lived through those times and, you know, went to clubhouses and locker rooms and just got to know the people and the players through that time. Part of me thinks, oh, this can't last. I mean, this is uh, you know, the gods are smiling on Kansas City sports now, but it can't last. And, you know, and so I think, Boy, is Kansas City is the market big enough to keep Patrick Mahomes happy and in ways that we think a superstar needs to be happy? Yeah. You know, a Kevin yeah. Durant needed to get out of Oklahoma City to go to Golden State to, yeah. you know, um, others have always gone to the Lakers for that sort of thing. And will will this be enough for Patrick Mahomes? Well, it just seems like in the three years, every move he's made and everything he said indicates that he he's happy here and you know, signing a long term contract, investing in a hometown team, getting up voter, you know, voters, voter registration. The way he has uh, the way he's planted his roots here makes me believe that this is where he wants to be. And and yeah, it's it may be just right, maybe it's the right fit for him.
1: It it seems like that. And look, it's a little bit of a you know, transformational, whatever transformative, whatever the right word is, twist on everything that really did take I hate to use the perfect storm cliche, but it really sort of fits. I mean, what what if Andy Reid's not here? I there's there is something um, there's the synergistic just energy between these two that's hard to hard to replicate, and absolutely he's got to be part of Patrick's affection for being here. I right? think so
0: too, absolutely.
1: I mean, I sure he does love the city, but I mean, it it starts with the job, and. So you got all those things together, that that make it just a completely different experience for him than it might have been otherwise. So I think that's a great point though that you're making. I mean, it, it, naturally, the market size and and the, the rough history, recent history, put together makes you think. Well, you know, we're not, a, and, and we're not a coast. We're, we're not. We're not a talk. coastal city. You know, yeah, we're not. We're yeah. not a sexy place. Yeah.
0: And, but I think the fact that I, I do think it's. Uh, it's instructive that he he grew up in Texas and not in California or Florida or yeah. New York, and I think it's also instructive that he he had experiences in uh, in, in we go back to it again major league clubhouses and those. Yeah. So he's seen what big time ness looks like. Yeah, you know? yeah, that, that's right. He doesn't doesn't need sure. to live in New York or LA for that to appeal to him. No, and I I think
1: look, I mean we're children of the '60s. I mean we can picture the sort of the. the the Batman set of toys he might have, the, the, the Patmobile, the, the Pat plane. It,
0: right.
1: I mean, he's probably got whatever he needs to do to go. He can be anywhere he wants in three hours. Absolutely. Um, so.
0: And then come home to an adoring city. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, everybody else has had a pretty rough 2020. Patrick Mahomes has had a pretty good 2020.
1: He has had a pretty good 2020. <laughs> But you know, think about this too. In another, in a parallel universe of some sort, you know, the, the pandemic struck in or shut everything down in mid-January, and you know, the Chiefs Chiefs didn't get to play yeah. in the Super Bowl. I mean, think about. Tell it. me, I, thought, I, I have absolutely thought about
0: that. What yeah. if What if this all happened a month earlier? You know, or, two, or six weeks earlier? I mean, and it, right in the middle of the NFL playoffs, yeah, and it shut, it, shut shut it down like they did the NCAA tournament.
1: And, and, as you noted uh, a week before the Super Bowl and the days before the Super Bowl, uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif was asked about it and was quite cognizant of that, the seriousness of the virus. I mean, maybe the only person in the room who was yeah that day so I mean, I think that's another reason the Kansas City sports fan can feel a little bit like things have turned here. you know it's like you know, for a long time you wanted to figure out what what to curse over why <laughs> things couldn't happen right. or whether there was a curse. And now this. <laughs> All right, Vahe. Hey, we're going to take a break,
0: and uh, we're going to conclude our conversation with Vahe. And when we come back, we're going to hear from Chiefs rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who met the media last week. All right, Vahe. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, for club announced today that Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback, is a, in the ownership group now. Uh, no, this is not your parlay for sure, but what do you – you haven't got a chance to meet him yet probably with all the different things were happening when you got to town
2: no no but um and I know he's, he's obviously his uh, family history in the game I know he's a fan um, so the feeling's mutual I'm a fan of him I don't know if anybody's ever watched him on the football field that's not a fan of what he's done and watch him as a um, an ambassador for, for the community he's just done so many things right it's uh
1: It's gonna be good to hopefully get a chance to to, to meet him at some point, Um, but uh, happy
0: for him and the ownership group. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news features and columns presented on the kansascity.com site and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCoffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.
2: So, I mean, really, most importantly, the first thing that, that we just wanted to get down was just simply, you know, work on little things of timing. And that was that was the biggest thing. And, and just get comfortable with, you know, even having, you know, pull-ups and passes and everything else as far as just time, just getting comfortable with standing next to Pat and everything else is, is pretty much just what we were pretty much just working on. Um, other than that, coming in and, and pretty much just trying to dot my I's and, and cross my T's and, and do the right thing is as, as far as just stay just stay on the right right path and whatever I'm asked to do, I'm gonna do it. Let's go to Pete
0: Sweeney. Go ahead Pete. Hey, Clyde. Uh, I was curious as this process has gone on. You've had a really unique experience with the rookie not
1: really being able to get in person. How much are are you looking forward to this? And then when it comes to Andy Reid and the breadth of all he asks running backs to do, how are you handling taking in the
0: playbook as maybe compared to LSU?
2: Um, I, ultimately, I was. I'm just really happy happy to be here. Um, this is my this is my happy place. I've been doing this. I've only been on the Earth for 21 years. I've been playing football since I was five, so this is what I do. Um, and this is this is I'm, I'm I can't wait. Everything, the the setup, everything about everything here is just perfect for me, um, and I can't wait. Uh, the playbook, it was you know as, as far as not having to to do school and everything goes. The playbook, I, f- I feel like it's it's easy. Uh, I, I've I've had you know officer coordinators multiple offenses I had to learn year in, year out. So, I mean, this is, you know, this is nothing new, just learning a new offense and then adjusting to the players around me.
1: Let's go to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Clyde, I appreciate the time. I'm curious what it will look like off the field with you, kind of the rules and regulations we're seeing now is that uh, there could be fines possibly for for going out and kind of excusing the protocols. Would it be difficult for you to spend, you know, three or four months protocol at home when you got all this newfound uh, NFL success?
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. Not at all. I mean, you can you can literally ask anybody in college. I probably went out five times. I can count on one hand how many times I went out. So I'm not a I'm not a party guy. I I stay at home. uh, I chill. And then ultimately, I'm I'm usually just by myself. If I'm doing anything, I'm, I'm probably just hunting or fishing.
0: Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam.
2: Adam, you with us?
1: Yeah, sorry, um, Clyde. Just wanted
0: to talk to you about your your level of uh, um, your level of concern for your personal safety through this time, and what, what can you explain a little bit where you are with
1: all that?
2: Right now, I'm I'm absolutely comfortable. I've took over. I probably say I took over ten COVID nineteen tests. Uh, all came back negative. The way everything is displayed here, and, and the way everything is set up here, I'm, I feel absolutely safe. Uh, with my mom being a being a nurse and, and pretty much running her uh, her own veterans home back at home, uh, and and dealing with dealing with COVID nineteen and everything else, I pretty I ran everything by her, how everything was set up, and I mean if she's absolutely comfortable with it being you know uh, a first responder and, and and someone who's on the front line during during this pandemic, I can be I, I can be comfortable with it. So I'm I'm completely comfortable, and I'm just ready to get to work.
0: Let's go, Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve.
2: Hey, what's going on, Clyde? Um, Over the past few months, we've all learned a little bit more about ourselves. Um, I heard Todd Gurley say that he's never worked out so hard in his life. I'm just wondering uh, what you've learned about yourself over this past few months in this times of uncertainty. Being able to to press that pause button and slow everything down for somebody, you know, that was, uh, went on this 15-0 run and then won a national championship and immediately I was right back training and then, to the combine and the draft and everything and then everything was just a whirlwind so being able to just pause stop and being able to focus on one uh mental health and and just you know two my my body just getting everything back straight and and in tune to ultimately do what I love
0: all right guys looks like we've got four hands up left we'll go right down the line let's go uh, Harold go ahead Harold
1: all right. I hope you're doing well. My question to you is, uh, you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, but without the preseason games, what's your level of concern that you can kind of get in sync with this offense, with as much moving parts that Andy Reid has, that you can get it done in, in in the time that you have the acclimation period, and then when you get onto the field to the regular season to be ready to go? I feel
2: absolutely comfortable being able to. We, we did installs uh, before everybody had the the online installs, and I was able to to run routes and and do things from. Our playbook beforehand. So coming in, ultimately, my thing is just to learn. Um, you know, I have I have a lot of guys that's that's vets in the room and, and guys who have been here that I can absolutely learn from and pick their brains. So I have that at my disposal, and and I'm just here to be a team
0: player. Let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren.
1: Hey, uh, uh, Claude. The, the question that I have for you is, is simple. You know, you, your mom is in the is in the industry, the health industry. My mom as well. What message would you give to to fans, you know, those who let's just say that's on the other side that that doesn't take this uh, this virus serious, you know, uh right now, because obviously people are going back and forth about wearing a mask and, and you know, we know about the agreement a lot of a lot of teams can't have fans in the stands. But what would what would your message be to fans out there who are against wearing wearing a mask? Well, for me, you know, it it, it hits on
2: my mom. She was. Uh, she actually had uh, COVID, and then my little sister. She uh, <laughs> she has muscular dystrophy. So mm-hmm. me wearing a me wearing a mask and keeping everything just in, in, to, in tune and, and, and keeping everybody safe around. I mean, she uh, she was born with a, with a lot of diff- difficult, you know, a real difficult situation, and uh, ultimately, if she gets it, it's, 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 it'll pretty much be fatal. So for me, it's uh, it's personal. You know, wear a mask. is it's, it's something that that you do when you you know just go outside and and interact with people, um, and stand six feet apart is, is is the main key. So wear a mask, stay six feet apart, and ultimately, man, we should be able to to knock this curve down. And I mean, everybody wants to be in the in the stands on a on a Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. So let's just make it happen. Just wear a mask. It's as
0: simple as that. I think BJ Kissel had a follow up question, so I'm going to let him jump. Go
1: ahead, BJ. Yeah, Clyde. We spoke a, about a month ago about your sister, and I just want to follow up on that because you're getting ready to start your NFL career, and just what kind of inspiration she's been for you, um, and some of the stories that you shared with me regarding, you know, when she was younger, you kind of looking out for her and having to, to you know, play a you know emergency you know doctor at, at different times. Just can you speak to that and what kind of uh, motivation she's been for you?
2: Well, uh, the biggest thing is. She hasn't even been able to, to pretty much get out here to even see, uh, you know, just whatever's going on, just because I mean the the nervousness of of, of her coming out here and possibly contracting uh, COVID just because you know you have people around it can't simply just wear a mask or just do do the simple things. Uh, she she hasn't seen anything yet, so ultimately it's it's, it's hitting home. So. Uh, Ultimately, I'm just I'm just ready to, to get all this rolling.
0: That will do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Savannah Smith, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Also, a special thank you today to Kathy Lou and Leah Becerra. Those two talented journalists helped get Sportsbeat Casey off the ground one year ago today. Simply, the show would not have happened without them. Thank you both. Hey, links to stories that Vahe Gregorian and I discussed today can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one. 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes the Sports Extra with the E-Edition. There are 46 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Well, here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole bit. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports and business coverage. Details are at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports VKC. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back on Thursday with another episode.